Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is off this week. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, there's a lot to get to. We'll start here. Uh, there was a Twitter freakout <laughs> that happened. What? <laughs> when you say that, it's funny because you audibly could hear heads exploding. Oh, if you just, my goodness. If you just walked out into the street. <laughs> it was insanity, yes. Typical, though. I mean, cue the freak out, and here it comes. Oh, yeah. And that's when the tears came. Yeah, yeah from a lot of people on the left. Yes, Brian Stelter. I don't know where he is right now, but I'm sure he was weeping. He's still in a ball on the floor doing that, that cry thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Twitter CEO Elon Musk reinstates Donald Trump. Yeah. Now, Trump is saying, you know, I, I don't think I'm coming back. Right. You know, and more on that in a second, but that... That didn't matter. You had people on the left freaking out. What, MSNBC saying this is about white cis men protecting one another? Oh, my God. It was so over the top. Another said the Russian bots have spoken. Um, The NAACP, they put out a statement that said, in Elon Musk Twitter sphere, you can incite an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. (laughs) Still on it, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Which led to the deaths of multiple people. See. And still be allowed to spew hate speech and violent conspiracies on his platform. Any advertiser still funding Twitter. Here we go. Yep. Should immediately pause all advertising. Yep. If Elon Musk continues to run Twitter like this, using garbage polls that do not represent the American people and the needs of our democracy, God help us all. Oh, gosh. So racism solved and the NAACP is on that? Yeah, it's... Any yeah. statement on Black Lives Matter? Any at all? No. Don't see any? No. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Trump, by the way, said, I hope Elon buys Twitter. This was a while back. Because he'll make improvements to it, and he is a good man. But I'm going to be staying on truth. Bottom line is, no, I am not going back to Twitter. And then he went on to say he sees no reason to do it. Well... What do you think, Scott? Well, the, I mean, I selfishly would like him to do it, because I love... I love the freak out, the hysteric. Yeah, that part makes the it fun. The hysterics behind it make it more fun for me to watch because that part I enjoy. But okay. I don't I don't blame him. I mean, why would you? I don't why would I? I don't need this. And how do I know that, you know, once the winds change direction again, that they can boot me and make another spectacle of it? Well, I, mean, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is like the you know, the smitten lover that goes back. The thing about truth social you know, the criticism has been, you've got an echo chamber there. Right. I mean, if you're out on Twitter, you're amongst everybody. That's where you should be. Because you're also talking to people that aren't just following Truth Social. Yeah. Which I tend to agree with. But you can do it however you want to do it. Yeah. But he built the Truth Social thing. That's his thing. And he says it's doing incredibly well. Do you believe that? Uh opposed to what the numbers or yes that the it's dollars been, yes just everything it's been no, very no. successful i'm i know that there's been problems with in terms of the traffic on there 
not being able to get on it, getting, you know, for whatever reason, the, the technical mm-hmm. stuff hasn't worked out very well. But, hey, man, it's like I said, it's his baby. He can do whatever he wants, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't give mine up either. Because, again, I mean, Elon Musk may decide or his board of directors or who God only knows what's going to happen. That there Donald, is none. That Donald Trump is too uh, right. It's him. Yet. Well, there's got to be other people involved, I'm sure. I don't think so, man. He's he's, he's making his own rules. This is it. what this is one of the most fascinating things about it. There's nobody there, there for times, like that takes care of office supplies. Well, there there are times where he'll make decisions, and you're like, I don't like that. I don't like what Elon Musk did there. And then there are other times you're like, Yeah, man, but it's not boring. Oh no, gosh no. I don't think. But CBS News, because of their high credibility and their <laughs> standards, yeah, uh, they paused their use of Twitter. Uh, they said out of an abundance of caution because they're just not sure what's going to happen with it. What does that mean? You look at the history of CBS News over the last few years. The credibility's gone in so oh, many sure. ways, but now you're going to you're gonna get up on your high horse and talk about Dan Twitter. Rather, not... Dan Rather alone. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Yeah, I mean, they were mocked mercilessly. Well, they should have been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even Yashar Ali tweeted, silly decision. Another reporter, once news organizations stop using Twitter, most journalists and media folk will too. I mostly have used this platform for work to find out what people are talking about. That's not the word from a lot of people. It's a lot of these journalists. They use it for their news. Wow. But they're back now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was less than, what, 48 hours? Yeah. Did you see what uh, Jordan Peterson said, by the way? What did he say? We virtue signaled too impulsively, and now are hastily backtracking, <laughs> although we're trying hard to avoid taking any responsibility <laughs> for the consequences of our own stupidity. <laughs> so another good. tweet that said, congrats on being the CNN Plus of Twitter boycotts. <laughs> <laughs> That is pretty good. Oh, man. And then uh, the Babylon Bee. They were reinstated, too. We mentioned that Friday. Yeah. That happened yeah. on Friday. More gnashing of teeth. Yes. And I saw it Newsbusters, man. There were a lot of people in the press that were really upset over that because they called the Babylon Bee transphobic. Of course. Uh, and this all started when the Babylon Bee had the post hailing Rachel Levine, who is a transgender woman biological male as well man of the year yeah okay hey that you can't do that that's hateful and they were booted off of twitter yep and so now they've been reinstated and you had everyone from the daily beast to the huffington post completely whining about them coming back and jordan peterson coming back because they call him transphobic too Because they're talking about trans people saying, well, you're still a biological fill-in-the-blank. In this case, with Levine, male. I mean, that is a fact. But then what we've had is, you know, these big tech companies decide what is hate speech. And you can say what is a biological fact, but they can determine that as hate speech. Well, that's absolute nonsense. Most people see it that way. So that was one of the big deals over the weekend. And then a lot of people talking about FTX and this whole debacle with crypto and most people are just trying to get their head around it and then come to find out, oh my gosh, this is like Bernie Madoff on steroids. There are a lot of people that have lost a lot of money 
just billions gone. Yeah. And it's interesting because there are a lot of elites that were tied up with FTX. There was a whole piece at the Federalist that well, I thought was really A whole lot of political really elites, too. Absolutely. You know, lots of them. Well, you have, of course, Bill Clinton. There's Bill Gates. There's Tony Blair. Mike Pence. It's not all just people on the left. Maxine Waters. Yes. And it's interesting, you know, when it, this stuff gets deep in the weeds. But it's pretty dirty. Um Obama's CFTC commissioner, Jill Summers, involved. Yep, I saw that. And then you had, you know, people like Steph Curry, Tom Brady. And did you see the one clip that was being shared around of Tom Brady when he was hanging with that dude? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sam Bankman Freed down in the Bahamas where, you know, they have their offices. It, it's a bad look because it looks like Brady and this dude are like good buddies. Oh, yeah. Because they had, you know, like a, a whole day worth of conferences and stuff going on. What's up, guys? I'm here with my boy Sam from FTX. We're at Crypto Bahamas Conference. We're going to start the day. We're going to do some TikToks for you guys. And uh, it's going to be an amazing day. We'll get started. We'll do a uh, get ready with me. Sam, where are you going, bro? And all of a sudden, he like turns around and walks away. Oh, see, a little, little fun there with that. Wow, man. What a bad year for Tom Brady. It's been like one thing after another after another, and then the stink on this thing. You know, the thing is, when you make a decision to go all in with somebody that that presents himself like that guy does, don't you have a question in your head? Like, wait a minute. How does this guy... I mean, who who's wearing the... Who's wearing the, you know, the curly haircut, and it is... <laughs> Got the torn up jeans and the, I mean, who is this well, guy? Eccentric. Think of yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah, eccentric billionaire. But okay. Elon Musk has got the receipts. He's got tangible things. I understand. At the same time, he's a different cat. Well, he is a different cat. But, okay, so he's got these but what things. tangible things guy, that this guy have that he was selling? Well, it seems like he's got millions of dollars. Yeah. Everyone just buys in. Right. So you got, and then it's you know Larry David and Steph Curry, all these people, and you're like, yeah. well, I guess everybody knows what, what's going on here. This is really good. But it was just a complete and total scam. D- disaster, yeah. Yeah. So still uh, looking at the fallout from that. But I keep looking at all these people and their pictures with this guy. Yes, because he was a darling. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And then, of course, it's Thanksgiving week. So yeah. a lot of people have family coming in. Um, our friend Lars shared this with me. It was out of the New York Post. And it was this piece talking about how this person hated hosting the holidays because of her family's woke dietary requests. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I understand, man. I guess this is a growing thing. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, because say, I'd rather forego this altogether because you've got to make so much different food to try to keep everyone somewhat happy. And you got to go gluten free. Vegan. Uh, with the, yes. All these things. Well, you know, and how did you make this particular recipe? Did you do it with something that no one knew came from some sort of animal part? You know? Right. Because you're getting used to... Meat is murder. and yeah, Okay. <laughs> I got it. How about not going? 
You know, set the little card table up in the garage for those people. It, it, Let them just sit out there I, by themselves. I guess, yeah. or or you, is it that, at that point, do you just say, hey, you're going to have to bring your own stuff. Well, yeah. We're having the traditional no, here's stuff. The thing, if you want to do this, that's fine. Just bring your own stuff, and then we can at least all share the desserts right. together. And if you're vegan, or if you're lactose intolerant, or if you're gluten-free, or whatever you are, right? Just do yourself and them a favor and bring your own stuff. <laughs> No problem there. Pack your own lunch. That's fine. I figured that would. We're going to be sitting here eating stuffing, mashed potatoes, turkey, <laughs> lots of gravy on top of it, and you're going to be sitting there eating your tofu sandwich and like it. Don't even see, look at my plate. Don't even look at it. I can see you're already pumped up for the World Cup. <laughs> okay, yeah, the World Cup. Well, soccer. Come on. I man. know. No, no, I'm not watching soccer. You know, England. And some other teams had plans to wear anti-discrimination armbands. Really? Yes. What do they look like? The anti-discrimination long. Well, you'd have a little rainbow on there. Is it, is it a rainbow? Is it really? Yeah, that's the picture I saw okay. of the armbands they were going to do right. because you know the well, government's in Qatar. Well, I, I I'm I'm more upset the fact they're not selling booze. Well, there's that. I think there should be a pro booze armband. <laughs> With a guy, like, upside down on it. Uh, the teams have dropped their plans to wear those bands, by the way. We'll explain oh, why. Okay. Oh, yeah! Yeah. That much more coming up. This is the March of Van Camp from Robin Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's Scott Robbins. David Van Camp off this week. You know why? No, I don't know why. Hunker down World Cup, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a story I'm sticking to. Soccer fantasy team. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, United States playing today. Um, a lot of hype there. But uh, one thing that's not going to be happening is seven European teams are not going to be wearing their... Their little armbands, the One Love armbands, which were designed to send a message against discrimination. I don't know if you'd heard about that. I did not hear about that, no. It's covered in a lot of places. I saw it at Wall Street. So the U.S. Journal. team, I'm assuming, will be wearing them, though. They're not. They're not? Okay. No, they're not doing that in Qatar. Oh, they're just not allowing it, period, then. Okay. Well, the target was widely understood to be anti-homosexuality laws in Qatar. Uh, That's the target of why people were wearing the one love. It's got okay. the rainbow colors on it. And so, apparently, negotiations between FIFA and the European teams failed to resolve the standoff. And a little over three hours before England's match against Iran, a joint statement from the soccer associations... Of England, Wales, Denmark, Germany, the Netherlands, Belgium, and Switzerland said the teams would not wear the armbands. Not going to do it. Well, you know, this is interesting because FIFA had absolutely no problem when, when they started shoveling money at them from Qatar to sponsor this thing. There was nothing then that was ever mentioned about human rights abuses. You got the dough, you're going to build a stadium, you're going to throw billions of dollars at us, okay. Well, it's like a lot of these now organizations of yeah. that, you know, you can stand up and say, hey, we are against this kind of discrimination. But if you're going to pay us, okay. How much money you got? Right, exactly. It's like the NBA in China. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. We're, no human rights abuse. We are against hate. How much money, China? Yeah, okay. 
Okay, we can put up with a little hate. Uh, how much money, LeBron, are you going to get? Mm. Yes. Uh, and then the statement, FIFA has been very clear that it will impose sporting sanctions if our captains wear the armbands on the field of play. Wow. We can't put our players in a position where they could face sporting sanctions, including bookings. So we've asked our captains not to wear the armbands. Yeah, they would be getting automatic yellow cards. Oh, my. Yeah, they'll punish you on the field. And it'd be like NFL, all of a sudden, you're going to wear whatever statement you want to wear. And it's like, yep, 15 yards for unnecessary nonsense. <laughs> First down First the down. other way. <laughs> I, I like unnecessary nonsense penalties. <laughs> so, man, that's pretty wild. And I know you're upset about the beer thing. Well, I mean, I don't even drink anymore, but, you know, the, the idea that's that you can't go to wild. a soccer match and booze. But there's serious laws there. Right. Well, at Qatar. And they were like, well, people, it may be safer because people won't be brawling so much in the stands. I understand. Right. But, you know, you got your soccer fans. And right. They're like, this is the one time, all right, we're going to go to a World Cup. Got a bunch of people going together. No beer at the game? Yeah. Really? Some sweet but, gets lippy, and now all of a sudden I can't do anything about it? No. But that's what happens when yeah, I know. a country like that pays that kind of money. Yeah, they get to do what they want. You know, a lot of times you'll see a story like this, like Bob Iger returns to Disney as CEO. Wow. Bob Chapek is out. You're like, okay. Yeah, careful on that story. Why is that? Because Iger may be more of a nut than Chapek was. Well, I think the reason I find it interesting, and all I can think is, go woke, go broke. Yeah. Because that's what seems to have happened, especially with the streaming content. There were a lot of people that said, I'm out. With streaming. You were one of them, Robin. Oh, I, I had it, and I got rid of it, yeah. I had it because they had the Beatles documentary on. Right. And I thought, well, maybe I'll keep it. There's some stuff in there I like. And I'm like, no, I don't want it. I'm not doing it. And I had to go through hoops to get it canceled, but finally did. Yeah, from one woke decision after another. And then when all of the video came out oh, yeah. of how they're trying to go LGBTQ plus in their children's programming. But see, Iger was the one like, that done. was like this Chapek guy didn't go far enough with the don't say gay law in Florida. He wanted him to be more aggressive towards DeSantis. And now he's the guy in charge. (laughs) Yes, we'll see if he actually is going to do that or not. Uh But shares of Disney have fallen about 41% this year. 41%! Take that Disney money and invest in crypto. It's hot right now. (laughs) So you ask the question, is is there a deep state? Former attorney, Attorney General says yes. Next. Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. Scott Robbins, he's a sexy boomer. And, well, the very smart and talented millennial, David Van Camp, off this week. It's World Cup, you know. Anyway, I better not say that. <laughs> he's got a lot of guns. This guy's little shorts on now watching at home. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to move on until you said the shorts thing, and then I pictured that. Okay, um... Is there a deep state? Well, that's been debated, hasn't it? Um, yes. Although there's more and more evidence that one really exists. 
Okay, let's say it's seven years ago, and I say to you, Scott Robbins, is there a deep state? I'd probably say no. That's just people talking. Got it. What do you say today? Uh, yes. Uh, Bill Barr. You can't explain these things. You can't, other than there's a deep state. Former Attorney General Bill Barr said during an interview this weekend that, yeah, it exists. Um, and it's defined by people who use their roles as civil servants yeah. to pursue partisan political agendas. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Now, do you tend to trust what Bill Barr says? There are a lot of Trump fans that hate Bill you Barr. You know, I always have. I, and maybe it's his delivery. Well, of course there's deep state. You know, I mean, everybody knows that, right? I mean, you know, I, I mean, he's just so matter-of-fact all the time. I just believe him when he talks. Yeah. It's hard, honestly, to trust anybody. Yeah. But you, I guess, how would I say it? I take more seriously what he says than a lot of other people. Well, I don't, I don't see a benefit in him anywhere by what he says. I don't see him benefiting from it financially or otherwise. Yeah. You know, I think he just says it. He said, I am critical of the deep state and believe it exists. The way I would define the deep state is an increased willingness by more and more government civil servants... To pursue political objectives. Yeah. Y yes. We're seeing it all around us, though. They're not neutral. They're not politically neutral. No. And that's just it, especially when you're talking about a Department of Justice. Yeah. It's not looking out for the American people. It's looking out for a political party well, and their objectives. Yeah, I mean... And then, I mean, let's face it, neither you nor I are the millennial on this show... And a boomer and a Gen Xer should be the grizzled vets. Right. I feel like a naive idiot, to be honest, when I think back seven, eight years ago, how I would have thought about the Department of Justice. And yeah, you knew it was one-sided at times a little bit, but nowhere near the extent that it truly is. Well, I think we were taught early on that you don't, you don't question, there's certain things you question, but... Yeah. That's not one of them. You don't question the FBI's motives. Right. You know, you don't question was the Department thought. of Justice motives because they only have your best interests at heart. Well, you really believe they stood outside of politics. Way, and way above where the right. rabble was, right? Right. They just rose above it. And now you feel like they're right in the middle of the rabble and the rabble itself. Yeah, so buddies that would have told me 15 years ago, there's a deep state, man. Ah, come on. I know it sounds kooky, but... Well, yeah. now you, you're going back to your same buddies going, all right, you got me, yeah. okay? Yeah, it's there. You were right. It exists. Yes. And, and, and again, I don't know how you weed this thing out. I don't know how dangerous it is to try to weed it out. I, you know, who knows? You know, what do you mean dangerous? Well, I mean to your own personal <laughs> livelihood or your own personal life. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, I. I think about stuff like that. You know, I do. Sure. I mean, that mealy mouth, mousy Merrick Garland could probably have you taken out if he wanted to. We're gonna have an investigation on Trump, right? Because he—that's all this guy does—is politically motivated nonsense. And it's just to keep it in the news. Yeah. Just to keep it rolling because it, that part will never end. No. Which brings me to this. So now you have Republicans in control of the House. Okay, and they had talked about, hey, we're going to have some investigations. That's right. We don't even know about the Wuhan lab. Okay, no one asks any questions anymore about China, COVID-19. We weren't allowed the origins. to. I mean, right. all this stuff. Right. Right. And then, you know, all of the stuff that we do know about Fauci and his correspondence with the people around him. I mean, that needs to come to light. 
There's no doubt about it. And as far as the president's business dealings with, what is it, 50 different countries through his son and his brother, we should know about that. I don't think that most people would dispute that. No. Unless you're John Carl from ABC News. Oh, no. So it was last week this guy was whining about these investigations. The GOP are talking about investigations. I mean, we got the economy here. Okay, again, man, this is after Merrick Garland announces more investigations into Trump on Friday. This runs over the weekend. I just take you through different parts of this. See what Republicans have done so far. As they and by the way, he's talking with Paul Ryan. Okay. Former House leader. Yes. Why is Paul Ryan back? I, I you asked me that this morning. I said I don't know. Is he right. peddling a book? Right, it must be. I mean, is he? Is oh he yeah, he's out, to be how in to the fix spotlight? the country's economy? Okay. He didn't write that book, did he? I think so. That's the name of the book. Well, no, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, okay, I was going to say, holy smokes! All right, I can get the name. Prepare to take the majority is talk about investigations. We've seen them come out talk about you know Hunter Biden. Uh, there are a number of impeachment resolutions that were already filed even before the election. Uh, uh, not just Biden, but members of his, of his cabinet. Would it be a mistake for Republicans instead of getting into the ideas you're talking about, get into a you know, heavy, heavy investigation, investigation. No, they need to do oversight. I mean, typically what happens when you have one party rule throughout Washington between the White House and Congress yeah. is there isn't enough sufficient oversight and accountability. Oversight, or oversight but Hunter, dragging in Hunter uh, Biden, I, you know. They're, 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 Please, man. Oversight. Did you listen to when they laid it out the other day? John Carl, do you do your friggin' job? They made it pretty clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee... We'll focus in this next Congress. Yes, it just so happens that his crackhead, sorry, former crackhead son, uh-huh. leads you to all the information. But it's not about Hunter Biden. It's about Joe Biden. And John Carl should know that. It doesn't seem like he does, but he goes on whining. Biden, I, you know, there, that does. No, I think I think there is some stuff there at that at DOJ and Hunter that they probably should have some some accountability and some investigations. But that's not a substitute for an agenda. So the pur- purpose of putting out an idea, and I'm glad you brought the book up. Yes. I wasn't sure you were going to bring. We, we, the we thing do up. have the book. We do have it's, the book. To get anything done, uh, I think it is. Yeah. So th- that then they brought up the the book. American Renewal, launching a new conservative policy book with Paul Ryan. So, yes, he was selling a book. But then they're kicking it around on the old roundtable at ABC after this is done, saying, oh, these investigations, the Republicans, they just, what about the economy now? Mm -hmm. No, man. Why are you so concerned about the economy now? You're journalists. You don't care about corruption? Of course you don't, because you're not really journalists. Journalists done uh i think it is beyond optimistic we all know where mccarthy is heading and this is going to be just uh an investigation and, and that's the thing coming to what ramesh is if he doesn't get 218 votes it's chaos but those that are saying hell no they won't vote for kevin mccarthy alternative they like chaos i mean that's not an argument <laughs> against it i mean they want chaos yeah talking about who's going to lead the republican sure yeah they want chaos Wait a second, because they want to bring up Fauci and they want to do this Hunter slash Joe Biden investigation? Oh, who, who are you protecting and why are you protecting? You just take your orders? You're just some shill, John Carl? The rest of that crew? There's something more there. Well, when people are asking about, hey, how about fixing the economy when the January 6th committee was in full blast, 
That fell on deaf ears. You know, it's it's weird because now the tables have turned, and now that your boy's going to get investigated, it's all of a sudden it's like, well, we should be paying more attention to A, B, and C. Always. No, we shouldn't. You know, here's another story. Completely different story. Okay, but I think it's worthwhile to know exactly what happened. I see this story again. The Pentagon has no idea how much military equipment is actually left behind in Afghanistan. That's great. No idea. Great. So does that mean if Republicans want to call up, whether it's Lloyd Austin or Milley, you know, or Ned Price or any of these other manly men to talk about what happened in Afghanistan, that, well, can't we talk about the economy now? Right, exactly. There's no need to do this in investigations. No, this was a freaking debacle. That's yeah, yesterday's news, though. What difference does it make at this point? Okay, You'll Larry. get that one, too. No, but that's what you'll get. My goodness, man. There was an Inspector General report estimated that roughly $7.12 billion God. in U.S.-funded military equipment was still in the inventory of the Afghan National Defense and Security Forces. That was when um, Kabul collapsed. So where is it? What happened to it? We have no idea. Well, you know, every, every car dealership has somebody at the uh, end and beginning of the day that walks the lot. <laughs> To make sure that no cars are stolen overnight and all the cars are accounted for, right? We don't have anybody like that? (laughs) Dude, sometimes the way you think. Hey, there's a used car lot, but the used car guy knows what the inventory is. He knows what he's got there. Hey, Wiz, what's going on? You know, he's got seven Subarus and six Ford trucks, and (laughs) he knows this. If there's only five when the guy walks in the morning, one's been stolen. Okay, uh, saw this on a lighter note. You know, we're getting into Thanksgiving week, of course. People are talking about the diet, and they don't want to gain a bunch of pounds, but it's predicted everybody's going to gain a little bit of weight. you got to try to keep up with your exercise. But in the wintertime, survey said people are like, well, it's, it's cold and it's dark, and it, I just uh, have a hard time. Well, it's difficult to get motivated when it's cold and dark. So what do you do to overcome the lack of motivation, Scott? Try to eat less. So you just don't exercise? Well, not as much as I should, no. Got it. No. So you just... I have an exercise bike I use occasionally. Mm-hmm. I'll throw tunes on and just go on that thing. How often? Eh, a couple times a week, maybe. I don't believe you. No, I know. You don't have to believe me. Can I check your Fitbit stats? <laughs> check them when? Well, I can look at them online because I have a password. Oh, well, you Did go you ahead. Know that? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Let's say you can if you want. I don't care. <laughs> not exactly hiding anything. Again, for those that don't know, you had heart attacks like yeah, seven years yeah. ago. So it's now. You know, I will admit, though, I do. I am outside a lot more walking and stuff when it's warm and yeah. light. I mean, that's nice. I'm not too far from a ballpark where I live, so I walk to the ballpark back and forth. Yeah, you know, so that kind of stuff. But damn, man, it is hard to get motivated when it's dark and so early and cold and ugh. You know, talking to different people, and I know it's been said a hundred times, if you have someone that will hold you accountable, it does help. Well, sure, because they're nagging at you all the time. Yeah. It's not nagging. It's looking out for your best interest. Right. If you're weak, you look at it as nagging. Okay, got it. You know. Got it. (laughs) But if you really want to get it done. I was wondering how you were going to turn this around, and now I just figured it out. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, you have to be weak if you call it nagging. You're just weak. Well, that, well, yeah. Okay. Because fine. then you, then it means you really don't want the accountability. Right, I'm just weak. You just don't really want to get it done. It's all right. I'm weak. 
for those of you that are familiar with Jocko Willink, I think I'll just send like a daily video yeah, of Jocko to Scott. Yeah, That'll get you going, man. Hey, somebody I don't know yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> Arizona. The governorship. What's going on? The latest from there and much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp out this week. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, I'm going to call into question the election in Arizona. Election Election denier! Yep. Mm -hmm. I guess if you just ask questions about, hey, what went haywire here? Can't do that. No. You're an election denier. If their team won or or our team won or whatever, no. And if you're an election denier, you know what's at risk? I do. Democracy. Democracy. <laughs> yep, that's the way it goes. All right. Okay, so you have the Assistant Attorney General Jennifer Wright writes a letter talking about Maricopa County in Arizona. Yeah. This governor's race. Uh saying there's evidence of statutory violations. Oh boy. Okay. These complaints go beyond pure speculation but include first-hand witness accounts that raise concerns regarding Maricopa's lawful compliance with Arizona elect- <clears throat> election law. So Wright requested a full report on how tabulator and printer malfunctions at some 60 Maricopa voting locations were addressed on election day, as well as a copy of each voting location's official ballot report, including any discrepancies and explanations. Because, you know, going into this, Katie Hobbs, who ended up Winning, mm-hmm. trailing in the polls. Yes, by a, a, a pretty large margin. Yeah, agreed. So, in Wright's letter, it also cites potential legal violations in the way of uh, poll workers handed ballots that could not be ingested into tabulators. There are widespread reports that those ballots were collected separately, though without proper security. It says in the letter, Maricopa County appears to have failed to adhere to the statutory guidelines in segregating, counting, tabulating, tallying, and transporting the, quote, door three ballots. It gets deep in the weeds. You're like, well, I, if there's a law in place and there's protocol and it's not followed, that's not cool. Well, people were tipped off when they saw the I voted stickers on tombstones. <laughs> Okay, so knowing what you know yes, about that, do you think there was some shenanigans going on? You know, the thing is, well, of course I think you think that, yeah. But you're not allowed to think that, or you're election denier, and you're threatening democracy, and we just went through all that, right? No, we're still going to question things that need well, to be Well, they should be questioned. Yes, they should be questioned. And it has nothing to do with whether your outcome was was in your favor or not. It's got everything to do with the fact that there's reason to believe that there's suspicious nonsense going on. And at this heightened time of awareness, that is not acceptable. All right, there you go. Not acceptable. Uh, just a little while ago, we were talking about people that exercise less in the winter because it's cold and dark. And yeah. I mentioned Jocko Willink, former Navy yeah, SEAL. right. And- You're a big fan. How do you not love Jocko? Well, I know, but you quote him a lot. Yes. 
Well, I had some requests of you should play some Jocko for Robbins to get him to get his exercise in. All right, I'm listening. I think this is part of that one where it's the days you're not feeling it. Yeah. I get it done even if I'm just going through the motions. See? I go through the motions. Hear that I don't that? really want to work out. I work out. See? I, I really don't want to hammer on a project. Right. I hammer on the project. You know, like that paperwork we have to do here at work and you don't want to do it and you keep right. putting it yeah, off? I know. Do you know what Jocko does? You want to know? I hammer on the project. <laughs> this may be a permanent feature here. If people love it, hit Robbins up on Facebook with some Jocko. Wisdom from Jocko. He loves it. You know he does. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, David Van Camp's off this week. Yes, he's got some vacation time. Yeah, no hunker down. World Cup nonstop action. Well, do we got a? We, didn't we get a final in just recently? Because my team already had going to my final four is out. Senegal. Damn. Yeah, Netherlands won two to nothing. I know you're keeping on top of that. Well, I got my brackets out. Senegal. Damn. Yeah, sorry, man. That's a tough one for me. Well. Maybe it wasn't because of the World Cup that Van Camp's off. I can't remember. He might have had other responsibilities. Either way, we've got problems. Okay, Donald Trump has been reinstated to Twitter. It's oh. the end of days. Oh, it is. That's what we heard over the weekend. Yeah, that's... Even though Trump really is not interested, at least not right now, of getting back on Twitter because he's got true social. That's what he said. But that didn't stop the freak out from happening. Well, Trump was riding the pale horse. We know that. Well, of course. MSNBC. So you got one of the weekend shows. It's very low rated, of course. Ayman, hosted by Ayman Moyeldin. I don't even know how to pronounce it. it, Whatever. Seriously, there's a show on. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Ayman. I'm guessing that's how you say it. A Y M A N? A Y M A N. You'll hear his voice here in a second. Ayman. Well, the news breaks. And so he asked the left-wing Daily Beast writer, Danielle Moody, about your thoughts on Trump being reinstated. Of course, this was a very sane reaction. Roll it. Your thoughts on, on the Trump reinstated back to Twitter with, uh, with Elon Musk. Joking aside, how do, you, uh, how do you see this? I mean, you can joke if well, you want. I'm just saying, like, I'm giving it to you however you want to take it. <laughs> and I will, I will give it back straight, which is that I'm absolutely disgusted. But what else do we expect from very white, privileged, cis, hetero men protecting yeah, yeah. each other because we... Always- Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree with that assessment? You know, no, of course not. It is everybody who doesn't think like you do, you label them this way. That's a real compelling argument. Um, so I guess it wouldn't work if it was exactly. Hispanic. No. Cis. Okay. How about if it were not cis, but bi? Bi dudes. Would that work? 
No. Nope. It's got to be the former Very white, privileged, cis, hetero men protecting each got other it. because we always right. mistake wealth and inheritance for genius. So, yay, Elon Musk gets what he wants, his buddy back on the air, in order to finish burning down democracy while he finishes burning down the town square. How do you and on take, that happy note. How do you take these people seriously? You don't. How can you? I don't think you can. What a nut. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> what was that one part again? Gets what he wants, his buddy back on the air in order to finish burning down democracy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They protect each other. That's what they do. Yeah, of course they do. Okay. Um, meanwhile, speaking of MSNBC, uh, who had lower ratings actually than Iman, from what I understand, was Tiffany Cross. If you remember Tiffany Cross. Oh, she's, yeah. She was like the race lady on steroids. Like, oh, yeah. Worse than Joy Reid. Everything oh, yeah. was racist. Everything. All the time. Yes. With Tiffany Cross. And she lost her job, if you remember this, like a week and a half ago. Well, there's been news that's come out since then that there was a fight going on for a while between Tiffany Cross, who is the, quote, talent, and the, the network boss, Rashida Jones. Okay, so sometimes you have some sort of race issue in these fights. This, these are two black women, but so apparently hated one another. Not a cisgendered white supremacist. No, nah, that wasn't the problem in this oh, one. Okay, got no, it. they just got tired of her gas and low ratings. Yeah, it seemed to be so. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, the New York Post is all over stuff like this. Yep. So they talked to a source that said that Tiffany Cross had made calls saying, I'm going out in a blaze, and I'm taking down the network and going after Rashida. That's great for the next gig, whoever wants to hire you. Sure. And so then, you know, you're like, okay, so you get this kind of stuff going on. Um, it makes uh, for some interesting reading, I guess. But then it goes to another level, at least as far as I'm concerned, because it talks about the two-year tenure of Tiffany Cross at MSNBC. And what does this look like? Okay, I have no idea how much money she would make for doing a weekend show there. What would you guess? What would you ballpark it, Scott? She's just working weekends, but does, is it a full-time job and you're just anchoring weekends? That's what it seems like. Okay. Uh, yeah. 200000 Yes, it's right around there. Yeah. A little north of that. Yeah. Um, but it says in here that she took trips to Los Angeles in the Super Bowl, portraying them as work trips. She also had an Oscars trip, in which she allegedly stayed at the Beverly Wilshire on Rodeo Drive for an extended stay. So people at work at MSNBC is like, what's going on? She's racking up tons of expenses. Sources saying she's staying at a hotel that even NBC's execs don't stay at. It, it charges more than $1,000 a night for a basic room. And she's just charging it on the company dime. Well, sure. Because if you're Tiffany Cross... You can do that. Because wh what's anybody going to say right, about it? Right, what are they going to do? Right. It said she mistook working in television news for being a celebrity. No, she didn't mistake it for anything. She was trying to be a celebrity. Yes. She was making a little north of $200,000, and she acted like she made $5 million. Apparently, she also irked colleagues as she demanded more office space, despite the fact she was only on the air once a week. <laughs> more office space. I need a bigger office. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Ho. How do you expect me to race bait in this small office? And now she has hired uh, Gabrielle Union's power lawyer. Now, they're going after MSNBC. Well, this should be very interesting. Good. Let's fight each other. That's yeah. awesome. Um, speaking of social media, there's a Democrat on Trump's side. I don't know if you heard about this or not. Mark Warner, senator. Really? Did you hear about this? No. He was on Fox News Sunday with Shannon Bream and actually said these words. Well, I think Donald Trump was right. I mean, TikTok is an enormous threat. So if you're a parent and you've got a kid on TikTok... I would be very, very concerned. All that data that your child is inputting and receiving is being stored somewhere in Beijing. Now you're talking about, you know, different politicians saying it. Yep, we should ban this. Absolutely ban it. I remember when Trump talked about that and people were freaking out and everything else, and now some people are coming around to that. Well, was the FBI director, Christopher Wray, did say... China's vast hacking program is the world's largest, and they've stolen more Americans' personal and business data than every other nation combined. You put that together with all the information they have Mm -hmm. just through TikTok, and they could use it to control data collection on millions of users or control the recommendation algorithm, which could be used to influence operations if they so choose, or to control software on millions of devices. Think, yeah, it was Tom Cotton that said this. Like, if you have a kid that had TikTok on their phone, and uh, you've told them, delete it off there, you might want to just look at getting rid of the entire phone. It, it, it's hard, hard to get the whole thing. Everything that they have taken out of that, they can still get stuff out of your phone. Wow. To just get rid of the phone. I'm not going to pretend to be a tech expert on that. But when he said that, Tom Cotton said that, I'm like, wow. Not enough just to get rid of the app and everything else. You need to get rid of the phone. It's like, wow. All right. Do you even open videos? I mean, people send me TikTok videos all the time. I'm afraid to open them. I don't open them. Yeah, we talked about this with Van Gam. Yeah. Do you open them? I don't open them. No. I get them a lot. Yeah. From the way I understand it, if it's already encrypted on someone else's site, that's different than someone sending you the video and you opening it. Yeah, it's like I don't have the app or anything, you know, but I get stuff sent to me from TikTok a lot. From your granddaughters? Not so much from them. Well, sometimes from them, but I get from just listeners. People will send me TikTok right. videos. And I, I'm quite Aren't frankly, they on TikTok still? I don't know. I, the, the oldest one is. Yeah. yeah. And I know, I dude. You try to say, "Hey, listen, you want yeah. to get okay, Grandpa?" Right, I know. Yeah, whatever. Right, this is a new world now. Yeah, like no, you don't understand. They can really use this stuff. Anyway, I hesitate to uh, to even play this right now because I know what the reaction is going to be. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Johnny. Go ahead. You got the story. Well, I mean, the story is he's at the Colts game yesterday. John Mellencamp. Yeah, and he's sitting in the box. I I don't know which box, whose box it was, but he was in a box. Luxury box. Yeah. And uh, the National Anthem was played. Yeah. And Johnny Cougar Mellencamp decided it was not a good thing for him to stand for. He sat throughout the whole thing. And it's not like the guy can't stand. Or he's got back problems. There's something else going on. He just doesn't want to. Because right. he's a he's a far left nut job. Okay, so how does that work? Is it now 
if you're a far left nut job, mm-hmm. even if your guy is currently president, well, I'm not standing for that. Yeah, you would have thought that would have changed things, but it didn't. And I'm it, just curious, like, the, what are the rules? The fact that John Mellencamp is a billionaire because of how great America was to him. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting through the anthem, baby. For you and me. Yeah. The hard-working everyman from the Midwest. Yeah, the blue, the lunch pail Johnny. Yeah. And he decided, I guess, he wasn't going to stand. I, that, you know, that's his right. He didn't have to stand if he didn't want to. But I have I have the right to comment on it too afterwards. Yeah, the it was right a crappy thing to do. See him live in concert or whatever. That's the thing, man. You can still hear some old John Mellencamp song. Uh huh. You may hear it different after something like this. I think you do. It just depends I on the situation, what it is. But no, no, no. If I mean, I hear this song now, I'm like, whatever, John. Right. You know, for right or wrong, you formulate your own opinions, and it's sort of like, dude. But it's such a it's such a crappy thing to do. I mean, you can feel one way or another, but when the anthem plays, stand up. This well, country's I been really good to you. Well, I can't really good to you. Help but think. Just coming off of Veterans Day. Yeah, I know. And you're not going to stand. No, just and, and all right, the people it, it, you would have known in Indiana that served the country. Well, a, and you can't stand. He was a big supporter of Colin Kaepernick and BLM and all of that. I was oh. reading about that today, and I didn't, I didn't even know that about him. And now I wish I well, didn't Well, do you feel like a fool him. now, John, for supporting BLM? Because they tricked you out of your money? You know, that's... Because it's a Marxist organization? That is a really interesting question that I don't think anybody's asking right now. To all the kneelers and to all the people who were marching in the streets and Aren't all you that embarrassed? nonsense. Do you, are, do you at least question it now? Do you now at least we know look at things like that? Maybe I shouldn't be joining some of these organizations, just blindly following them. Without knowing a thing or two about what it's really about, right? Why don't you just come out and say, you know what? I was virtue signaling, and I apologize. Exactly, that would be really See? nice. A- exactly, and and I would accept that. I would say, well, you know what? You got caught up in the moment. I get it, right? But you well, don't, you know, Mister Integrity. You know, yeah, changed his name to Cougar to be a rock star. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> okay, whatever, dude. Jeez, <laughs> Captain of Short Man's Disease. Wow. Okay, lots to get to. Oh, the FIFA president says Europe should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years. Did you hear this? Wow. Oh, you got to hear this. And much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, out this week. There's Scott Robbins. Yep. Robbins, barely able to contain his enthusiasm for World Cup soccer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Qatar. Or who got who got blown out? I got to check my... my cause I got to start Xing teams. Senegal. Up. Senegal is out. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Netherlands won. That was They were in my Elite Eight, not my Final Four, so... You're still in... My final four is still intact. Cutters face criticism, Scott. Over That's treatment their, of migrant workers and its laws outlawing homosexuality. Yeah, and they're hosting the uh, FIFA Cup, right? The yeah. World Cup, yes. And so different people have been talking about this. Hey, man, why'd they, why'd they go there? Well, <laughs> why are you laughing? Well, because the answer is simple. 
wheelbarrows full of cash. That's how. <laughs> what are you talking about here? What do you mean we're perplexed you as to why? That the ideals and the spirit of it, it doesn't override matter. the cash? No. Hmm. No. After seven or eight semi-loads full of cash, they d- decided it, none of that mattered. Well, the I mean, FIFA come on. Hey, president... You know, here's the thing. Let me just say this right now. Okay. They knew damn good and well where they stood on these issues. Of course. They didn't care. They didn't care. Now they're getting called out for it all of a sudden. Now they care? Shut up. Well, the FIFA president, Gianni Infantino, yeah. has heard about enough. Has okay. He? Okay. He said, I think for what we Europeans have been doing in the last 3,000 years around the world, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. Okay, nice deflection. (laughs) Jackass. Holy cow. Yeah. How many of these European or Western business companies who earn millions and millions from Qatar or other countries in the region, billions every year, how many of them have addressed migrant workers' rights? With the authorities. I have the answer for you. None of them. Because any change in the legislation means less profit. Hmm. Well, I think it's, you know, one thing to compare yourself to other businesses. But when you're, you know, holding yourself up as the beautiful global game. And you're a bit woke at the same time. Yeah. It doesn't quite ring true. When you are in a country that has outlawed homosexuality, it's it's kind of hard to stand on that rock there, sir. Because the thing about Qatar is, or Qatar, the thing about that is this, is always going to be this. They buy stuff. Yes. They just, hey, shut up. Here's a million dollars. Go away. Here's a billion dollars. Go away. And yeah. they will. They know they will. They're not standing for anything. Shut up. But he goes on to say, don't criticize Qatar. Don't criticize the players. Don't criticize anyone. Criticize FIFA. Criticize me if you want, because I'm responsible for everything. Okay. Yeah. But that's not what's happening here. Well, people are saying, hey, man, the human rights stuff. Yeah. Yeah, again, I think your original point is very well taken in that, like, they didn't know this before. They knew that, and they didn't care. Of and course. If, they, if, if booze was okay there, none of this would be happening right now. <laughs> By one quick note, I saw this at the Federalist, and many therapists are out there because abortion has been this big issue again. Uh-huh. Say, hey, when you look at the research, there's absolutely trauma and complicated grief for women that go through an abortion. Sure. Don't lie and say there's not yeah. because there is. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Well, usually I would ask David. Yeah, top what, story of the day is. Yes, because he does have a news background. And he has a good sense of it. Not that you don't, Scott. No, I, but he's got a much better sense than I do, yes. What is your sense of the biggest story Well, my today? sense is Elon Musk and uh, and letting Trump back on Twitter is a big story. The, the Cutter story is a big story today. Even though Trump is not, not going back so on Twitter? So far, anyway, yeah. Yeah. So far, we'll see. Well, there's some other stuff to get to. I mean, the push for electric vehicles, of course, is not going to be going away. Did you see the story about the electric Hummer and how much it can cost to charge it one time? No, I haven't. Oh, we got to get to that. Oh, and in Germany, a disaster official is recommending stockpiling water. Oh, boy. Get to that as well. Coming up right here.
Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp. He's out this week. The sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, Paul Ryan, mentioned him before in the show, used to be the house leader. He's got a book out, you know, how to restore America as far as the economy goes. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not calling himself a never-Trumper. He's calling himself a never-again-Trumper. Oh, I see. Well, there is a nuance there. Yeah. Like, he was in before. But yeah, just not doesn't want to see it again. Right. So he was on with John Carl on ABC yesterday. And so he was talking about Trump and saying that he was proud of the accomplishments, tax reform, deregulation, criminal justice reform, and excited about the judges that they got on the bench not just the Supreme Court, but throughout the judiciary. But I am a never-again Trumper. Why? Because I want to win, and we lose with Trump. Yeah, that's the conclusion of not just him, but of a lot of different people. What do you say, Scott? My gut reaction is he's right. Wow. Scott! No, I'm... However, there's a long way to go here. So do you mean so I'm not willing to go ahead and throw it out there right now as the absolute. Do so you think that Trump I'm waiting could convince to... people that would say right now I'll never vote for him again that would actually vote for him? It depends on if Joe Biden runs again. Okay, let's say he does. I'd say Trump's a safe bet then. Really? Yeah, over Joe Biden? Yeah. You have the polling on that? I guess the polling doesn't matter anymore, it's internal does it? polling, and who cares, right? I can be just as wrong as them. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, sir. No, I think that's the concern from a lot right. of people. This is a conversation that's going to go on for a while. But the one thing that I think is happening is, as far as the left, they really want to see the Republican Party split. You're talking about, like, voters. Oh, yeah. The ones that are like, hey, man appreciate Trump, but we got to move on. we got a guy right now in DeSantis. We just need to follow that. Yeah, I agree. And other people saying, no. No, no, no. It should be Trump first, then DeSantis. And a lot of people will say, why not Trump run and DeSantis be his running mate? That ain't ever going to happen. I don't see it. I don't see Trump ever asking. No. So I think the left wants to split. The way I see it, and maybe I'm way off base just from talking to several different people, is they may prefer DeSantis. But if Trump happened to get the nomination, they'd still vote for him. Oh, sure. Yeah. But there still is basically the question of whether or not enough independents and people that may have been swayed to vote Democratic this last midterm, right, you know, a couple weeks ago, the Republicans thought were going to go their way. Why did they not? Did that have anything to do with Trump? Because you got to have those people vote for you. Yeah. So that's a tough one. No, I, I know. And again, I think we got a long time before anybody has to be absolute about it. Yeah. And DeSantis may not even run. I mean, there's a possibility he might not. He, possibility. He's young enough. He can sit this one out if he wants. You want him to run. No, I do want him to run. I think the strike while the iron's hot. I don't think it gets any hotter than right now. After what happened nationally versus what happened in Florida. Yeah, I do too, man. I'll tell you real quick. And I'm when I make this face, I'm not making it because of anything with DeSantis. It's Paul Ryan. Yeah. Because just having Paul Ryan have being part of this conversation, I almost feel like you got to say, I don't think the party should go back to Paul Ryan. Oh, no, 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 no. 
was one of the problems. And I, no. you know, I'll always think about. Listen, man. You had the House. You had the Senate. Trump won. And he's like, all right, let's get that health care you've been talking so much about. And you put forth a hunk of garbage, Paul Ryan. That was the time. And he just absolutely failed on that, right. in my opinion. Right. And it's interesting you bring that up because I think that's a forgotten thing about Paul Ryan. I, I don't know how you can. Yeah. And I, I think it ended his political aspirations, too. Well, right the other part time. of that, he was very much the, we need a kinder, gentler GOP. No. no. Remember? Right. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that way of way thinking doesn't work anymore. No, it does not. Happy to see this story because everything's going electric vehicle. Just get an electric vehicle. It solves everything. Van yeah. Camp said it before. Right. It increases your credit score, your IQ points, everything. Well, there's a new report out this week from The Drive that said an electric Hummer might cost you a little bit to charge that thing if you have to charge it from a completely dead battery. Great. Uh, just tell me if you had any idea that this was even in play. This is from a YouTube reviewer. You charged a Hummer EV from 0 to 100% on an Electrify America charger, and it cost them about 100 bucks. The final was $96.32 wow. before taxes and fees. That's a 246-kilowatt battery. What? Jeez. You're not saving any money. No. Holy smokes. Says it took two hours, 32 minutes to charge the vehicle fully. Hummer has a range of 329 miles. Wow. It did note that in some instances, it could wind up costing less than $100 to charge. But still, you got a huge battery pack, no efficiency. There's so much work to be done on these things. Not to mention... That it's not clean green energy, it's dirty green. You know, if I've got the type of dough to buy a Hummer, the last damn thing I'm going to do is get an electric one. Well, I don't think you are the target audience. Jeez. I mean, if I'm going to drive a Hummer... I understand, but you you're know, not a virtue signaler. Get five miles to the gallon and love it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Germany, uh, speaking of energy, uh, they have a disaster official there. And the disaster official is recommending stockpiling several crates of water and canned food. Oh, boy. Crisis garden stuff. It, pretty much, yes. Yep. Um, Ralph Teisler is his name. He's warned citizens. He's better start preparing. He said, we have to assume that there will be blackouts this winter. By that, I mean a regional and temporary interruption in the power supply. The cause will not only be energy shortages, but also the targeted temporary shutdown of the networks by the operators with the aim of protecting the networks and not endangering the overall supply. Wow. You just got to ration you. Wow. Okay? Gosh dang. We've talked about it. I know. They've known this for a while. We just keep doing the same things. It's crazy. Um, so he said that the local authorities in several German municipalities are preparing for the possibility of blackouts. And they say have developed precise plans. Holy smokes. Yep. Good news, they're expecting short-term blackouts rather than the long-lasting large-scale ones. And that's the good news? Yes! Yeah, only 18 hours versus, you know, 48. Right. And that's why we're going to ration you sometimes. You know, when we take away your power for hours at a time, yeah. it's out of love, really. We're trying to protect you. Gosh dang. 
So you said stock up primarily on water, several crates, and canned food. That would be enough for 10 days. That's what my agency recommends. Our message is prepare in the first place. Be prepared for possible crises. Don't assume that everything will be readily available all the time. Also, you should purchase battery-powered radios and candles. (laughs) You like candles. Maybe you could go along with your essential oils, I like batteries, too, but I I like the idea I flip on a switch and the power comes on. I can heat my home. Do you remember when Trump warned Germany what was going to happen? Yes. And the leaders laughed at him? Oh, yeah. Well, the whole country did. Yeah. I mean, they did here, too, the uh, the elitist. <laughs> Scaremongering tactics. Did you see all the German officials laughing at our president? Oh, yeah. He's a laughing stock. <laughs> and now look at it. It's absolutely yep. happening. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, we got Thanksgiving this week. And then be looking at Christmas and Christmas shopping, all of that stuff. I thought oh, yeah. this was an interesting little stat on a lighter note. Because some people start dating, say, a few months before Christmas. Yeah. Okay. How long would you have to be dating to buy somebody a Christmas present? Hmm. Just You don't have to, you know, totally rack your head. A couple just... of months, probably. A couple of months, three months exclusively, perhaps. Okay. 71% of people said they wouldn't buy the person a gift unless they've been dating for seven months. Oh, wow. Uh, then things yeah, have changed. I've right. been out of that game for a long time. Yeah, but you wouldn't have gone seven months. No, you start dating in October. You got to buy a Christmas I gift. Hundred percent agree with you. I mean, November is something, something yeah. small. It would seem like thirty-eight um, percent said if they don't get quote an appropriate gift from the person they've been dating, they're going to dump them. A little pressure. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, I think that may be a precursor of things to come. I mean, you might want to get out now. Yes. Well, now you're thinking in this scenario, you might buy the wrong thing. You're not thinking that you would get something that wouldn't be as satisfactory. Oh, from somebody? Yeah. No, I'm pretty easy to buy for. So you're thinking at what? Somebody would boot me because I didn't get the right gift? Isn't that the way I you're always working on this? Yeah. Okay. I think they're going to boot me because. I mean, <laughs> nothing to do that. with gifts. <laughs> just use that as the excuse. Right, yeah. But my goodness, man. I suppose if you get something really bad, that means in a way you don't get it. It might be a tell. The first thing I think is be. that seems a little materialistic, but maybe there's a point to it. Well, yeah. I mean, after a few months, you may not know somebody that well, but you pick up on things. I mean, you some things are, are evergreen, you know? Right, you know, you, they just are, and yeah. But I think you got to buy a gift. I don't think you can go seven months. No, if after six months you don't get a gift on th- on Christmas, yeah, time to move on. Yeah. Also, saw this: sixty-one percent of people would scrap their usual Christmas plan for a relaxing vacation. Yeah. Even though seventy percent say they look forward to Christmas and spending time with their loved ones, sixty-one percent of those said, "Yeah, but I'd scrap it for a relaxing vacation." Yeah. I love y'all, and I like to hang, but man, a relaxing vacation. You're kidding me, yeah. Whew. That sure would be nice. That'd be really good. There's nothing relaxing about you people. <laughs> nothing. But they look forward to it. Yeah. I look forward to it. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Persecution of Christians rising in a lot of countries. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out this week. Scott Robbins here. Man, intensity fever pitch for Robbins right now. Yeah, it is. World Cup. Yeah, World Cup. Little update. Argentinian female reporter pickpocketed on live television while reporting at the World Cup in Qatar. Lost wow. documents and money from her handbag. Just saw that at Daily uh, Wire. Dominique Metzger was reporting, and uh, right before the first match, she said her personal belongings were stolen. Said, I had a small bag on me with all the things that one needs. My wallet, the keys to our room, some napkins. And the anchor said, and you were dancing, right? Yes, she said. I was dancing with the crowd, and I'm convinced that it was at that moment someone opened the bag zipper and took my wallet. Hmm. They're trying to get that back for her. That's unfortunate. Hmm. Well, I guess you can't dance if you've got valuables nearby. Yeah, and I don't even think it's drunk dancing because there's not a lot of no, beer there's around no booze there. there. I think the thing is this. The thing is this, and I think it's a 70% margin of females who appear on TV at any length of time at all have to dance. I hadn't noticed that, but now I'm going to pay attention to well, it. Watch every show, every talk show that is talked with that a female is the host of and when they start the show it's always the dance stuff do they do that on the view well they they may shimmy a bit oh. i don't know if it's they do it on the hoda and jenna show oh yeah you've talked about this before yeah they're yeah. They, they're dancing yeah and when you yeah. used to watch oprah and ellen oprah, they do it they do it yeah yeah hmm i don't know if it's a, if it's a rule or not but safeguard your valuables if you start dancing kidding be careful in cutter by the way, Qatar is one of the uh, um, countries that was listed as far as persecution of Christians rising this year. Yeah. Like 18 of them. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's the World Cup. What? Can't go just a little lower for a year there with the persecutions? No. Hmm. Um, 18 countries, mainly in Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. This is put together every year by a couple of different groups. One of them is a Catholic group, Aid to the Church in Need. Um, and then there's also um, Open Doors USA. Keep track of the persecution of Christians. Hmm. You get China, they're the worst. They lead the league, it seems. Afghanistan really got bad this year. Turkey, Syria, Saudi Arabia, Sudan, mm-hmm. Nigeria, Ethiopia, Pakistan. Did I say it right there, Obama? Yeah. Good. If you're only if you're Obama. Okay. Russia, North Korea, Vietnam, India, and then Qatar. Yeah, in Africa especially, it is a lot of militant non-state actors and Islamic extremism. It is bad in Nigeria because of Boko Haram and the Islamic State West Africa province. Because, I mean, they're murdering priests all the time. Mm-hmm. You rarely see anything about it, but it's it's brutal. Terrible. Where's the U.S. rank on that list? It's not on there. Ah. Why? Were you thinking they were going to well, be I'm on there? Well, I'm a little there? surprised because it seems like there's suppression of religion going on everywhere. Well, I think you hear about it. Yeah. You know, Christians are terrible in the United States, and, and they're they're doing terrible things, but I don't think you, you really see any proof of that. Right. You know, you'll hear a lot of different things about the tyranny in the United States. You compare it to some other country, and mm-hmm. it's almost like a joke. Um, 
Did you see where your hero, Bruce Springsteen, was defending Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing? Uh, he's not really my hero, but go ahead. What, he was at one time? I, I, I was a fan. I'll admit that. I still am a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of his music. Uh, yes. Okay. But I don't dig the other stuff going on. Why is he defending Ticketmaster? Because he's benefiting from it? Well, he said, well, for you know the past 49 years, he's been purposely charging under market value. He said, hey, we're 73 years old. The guys are there. I want to do what everybody else is doing, my peers. So the ticket buying's gotten very confusing, but most of our tickets are totally affordable. For Springsteen? Yes. No, nah, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, you just got to sit way back there with the commoners. Yeah, right. Bruce has some important friends now, Mr. Everyday Working Man. You want to be in that gold circle, now you're going to have yeah, here's, to pay big dollars. Right. I mean, I love the way these guys do the bottom ticket, though, as some sort of example of how they've kept ticket prices down. Right, you know, and if you've ever sat in the bottom t- bottom end tickets, you pay to watch the video screen. It's like I might as well have been home watching this on TV, right? I mean, who cares? But you just, you can't pay for that live electricity, Scott. Sit in the nosebleeds. Come on, it sells ads on the video screen too. <laughs> Bruce will be back in thirty seconds. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. There's Van Camp off this week. There's Scott Robbins. What was it you were just playing a couple of minutes ago? That was from CBS News? Oh, yeah, yeah. They uh, they broke a story. Well, they did break a story, but this weekend it was on their the CBS This Morning. The report was that CBS <laughs> News has uncovered, by the way, Jamie. Yeah. They've uncovered this. They now are reporting that the Hunter Biden laptop is real. What? Yeah. Oh, whoa. Right. Breaking news. Yeah, after denying it for so long as Russian disinformation for Leslie Stahl grilling the president. Well, we've got... There's no evidence of this. So 25 months after we already knew... Yes, yes. That crack team over at CBS News has broken through, sir. It's real. All right. Can you play some of the audio of that? Uh, yeah, I can play. Which which one do you want? Well, I want the one that you were playing just a little while oh, with, ago with CBS News. Okay. I thought you were going to play it for me again. Well, I mean, I can. It's just, it's long, and I won't play it all. But uh, it's it's crazy to me to anybody that's listening. We've known this for how long? Yeah, a long, long time. Hang on. And now you're saying that this is breaking news. A and target for investigations, yes. and that means data from a laptop reported to belong to Biden could be crucial to the investigatory process. CBS News has obtained its data, not through a third party or political operative, but directly from the source who told us they provided it to the FBI under subpoena. And we commissioned an independent forensic review to determine. Okay. I had to ask you. Yeah. This didn't run over the weekend, did it? It was on CBS this morning. 
Acting like CBS Morning. Just now, we, and we, you can trust it now because right. we verified. We're CBS ver- News. Verified. No political operatives. They went right to the source. Oh well, the source has been available <laughs> for years now. Tony Bobolinsky. <laughs> There's a lot of things that you could have checked out to verify it. My goodness. And it goes on. This is almost a comedy routine. Well, it is. It is. It's authenticity. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harris joins us now with what we found. Catherine, I'm very interested. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Tony. These House Republican investigations are coming, and that could be a challenge for the White House as we head into 2023. Right, and- yeah, well, you, you know the gist of it. I mean, that's, you know, they, and they bring the person up from the street and the investigative reporting, and CBS News can now confirm. <laughs> okay. Now, and... It's interesting because the same news story also confirmed that smoking is bad for your health. Really? They did an independent survey. That's awesome. Good news. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that Leslie Stahl interview was really critical, I think, because of when it happened, remember? I mean, she was grilling Trump on the whole thing, and... Dude, Trump was like, well, it's there. The, the laptop's Leslie, not fake. It's there. Yes, Leslie. She's like, no. I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Because you want to talk about... Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you. Of course it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop. Leslie, Leslie. can't be verified. It can, because you won't it do it. It can't be verified. It can't be verified. The laptop. Why do you say that? Because Even the family hasn't. The family on the laptop. He's gone into hiding for five days. He's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare. I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So let's get back to the name calling. I can remember after that happened, Megyn Kelly was talking about Leslie Stahl. Yeah. Saying. We always sort of held her in high regard. Yes, we did. For no reason. They've been propping her up for years. And that age is so poorly now. Oh. Just, I mean, all it would have done is a couple of phone calls on your part. Yes. Everybody knew who Tony Bobolinsky was. Everybody knew he ran the repair shop the laptop went to. Everybody knew what he, what he found. Everybody knew he went to authorities afterwards. Everybody knew that. Well, Bobolinsky didn't take the laptop in. He's just the guy that is the his information is on there with the emails. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, you're right. But the laptop guy was the one who blew a whistle, too. Yes. I mean, but everybody all, was involved but, in this. You're but, right about yeah, Bob oh, Alinsky. Yes, but it, yeah. when it went into but Bob, the but, but they of went, James But they came Clapper. to Bob Alinsky and he said, well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Joe was in on it. He was the big guy. Look at the emails. They're well, all it there. Can't be verified. It they can't be verified. It's Russian verify disinformation. It. It's Russian disinformation. That well, was a scam, man. Well, you had, you know, the 51 intelligence experts, including right. James Clapper, who oh, yeah. lied. Well, source matters a lot, and uh, and the timing matters uh, a lot, I think. Gosh, and to man. me, this is uh, this classic uh, textbook uh, Soviet-Russian oh, uh, tradecraft at work. Insanity. It is insanity. And you were just it's saying, I think it was, it was last month we were talking about this. Like, whatever happened to that story? It just went away. It's just gone. Oh, the the Hunter Leg- Biden story's gone. Legacy media won't report yeah, they, on it. They, I'm, they that's why I'm surprised CBS did. I am too. I'm very surprised. Now I don't know if this had anything at all to do with the fact that they did stompy foot on Twitter. Decided maybe no they ought to come back and be really a, a, a journalistic, have a little integrity left. I don't know. 
Well, it would be nice at least one time for these different outlets to say, you know what, that was one we got wrong. Because they all said it was Russian. Van Camp put together the montage. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. Russian government disinformation comes from the Kremlin. Part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. For all we know, these emails are made up. God love you. You're a one-horse pony. I tell you. Thank you. All of them in concert together. And then people yeah. wonder why you say, well, you've got big tech and you got legacy media and the left all in concert. Along right. with the Department of Justice, all together. Well, one of the replies back and the to intelligence agencies was, "Hey, CBS, great work, quick, thorough, and factual." <laughs> <laughs> Literally ripped from today's headlines. Oh, remember when Zuckerberg told Joe Rogan earlier this year? Yeah, that the FBI told him to censor that story. Yeah, the FBI, I think, basically came to us, some some folks on our team, and was like, "Hey." Um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, that's similar to that. Yeah, it goes on to talk about exactly that. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you know, citizen journalists is getting very close to replacing the real journalists. Those people aren't real journalists. They get their talking Just, points. That's how embarrassing it. is that? Though? It is embarrassing. Jeez, a number of different levels. And you know what, man? I'm sorry to beat this into the ground. I'll just play this little clip, and then I'll be done with this, and we can move okay. on. It was something that we had earlier. John Carl at ABC this week whining about Republicans wanting to have investigations into this. Yeah. And into Fauci about what really happened right. with COVID, because at some point you have to hold people accountable. And John Carl saying, well, what about the economy? See, what Republicans have done so far as they prepare to take the majority is talk about investigations. We've seen them come out, talk about, you know, Hunter Biden. Because it's corrupt, uh, There are a number John. of impeachment resolutions that were already filed even before the election. Uh, uh, not just Biden, but members of his, of his cabinet. Would it be a mistake for Republicans, instead of getting into the ideas you're talking about, get into a you know, heavy, heavy investigation, investigation? No, they need to do oversight. I mean, and then, yeah, but, yeah, but oversight. oversight, but Hunter, dragging in Hunter Biden, uh, I, you know, they're, 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 that and, does. No, I think you're a joke, John. Seriously, man, this is embarrassing for all of the legacy media who told us for years now that there was nothing to this, it was Russian disinformation, and tried to stop people from even reporting it. Even your own personal social media pages, you got kicked off. Because they really are saying that They're not news organizations. That's brutal, man. Or they'd be on a story like this, totally switching gears. In Massachusetts, they're accused there of installing COVID spyware on over a million phones. I heard about this. This is crazy. Wow. Okay. That way they could have knowledge of where you were at what time for contact tracing. That is a huge breach. You're not supposed to be doing that. And it seems like, okay, you'll read that at Daily Wire, some conservative outlets. I'm not seeing that anywhere else. Mm -hmm. If you're a journalist and the government is spying on people, don't you think that's something people should know? You would think so. Right. But again, we're still pretending in our minds like these people are journalists.
They're not really journalists. No. Meanwhile, um, this is kind of a deep in the weeds thing, so I won't spend a lot of time on it. Um, it's one I can tell you to search out. It's at the Federalist. It's a whole piece on the GOP's political consultant problem. Oh, it is a huge problem. Yes. And it sort of lays out in this piece what's happened in the midterms, as a lot of people were expecting the big red wave and it just didn't happen. And basically, you have a bunch of consultants making gobs of money, but really don't understand how the game is currently played. That's the easiest way I could put it. Yeah. And this happens in so many different businesses, and it certainly happens in politics. Because they only hang out with people uh, that are other consultants. Yes. They're out of and touch that, with what's really going on in the real world. And yeah. the game has changed. Yes. And it's about the ballots more than the votes, if yes. that makes sense. Oh, absolutely it does. I mean, there's been talk already. I mean, the Republicans have got to get much better on this early voting stuff. No doubt about it. I mean, there's no question. I mean, you got you got to figure out how to get the rules back to some sort of normality, or you have to learn how to play the new game. Whatever this game is, yeah. Because they did it in Florida. Yeah. Got a lot of that early voting stuff as far as, all right, how this is going to be facilitated under control. But in a lot of places, they did not. You need and, to get operatives in those nursing homes and in those hospitals harvesting those ballots. Yeah. So very interesting. Yep. Mentioned before, of course, everything, the big push, electric cars. Whoa. Tesla explodes into flames on the highway? Uh-oh. How long did it take? To extinguish that, 24 times more water for what? the Tesla than really? a gas car. Wow. Did you know that? No. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that story. Whole news update. Straight ahead, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out this week. There's Scott Robbins. Yeah, I happened to see this story about a Tesla that exploded into flames. A highway in Pennsylvania. Oh, boy. It's pretty wild, man, because it happens, you know, 11 in the morning. And you're calling, you know, fire department. Sure. Get out there. Everybody was okay. The family got out of the car. Apparently, it ran over a piece of debris, caused the car to catch fire. A piece of debris? Yes. That's all it says in the story. Reading that from Daily Wire. I'd love to know what the debris was. And then uh, the statement says, as engine tanker 17 and 19 arrived on scene, it was quickly discovered that this was not your typical vehicle fire, as crews quickly utilized just over 4,000 gallons of water. Holy smokes. Total approximately 12,000 gallons of water was uh, utilized. To give you an idea of the severity... Crews can normally extinguish a fully involved vehicle fire with approximately 500 gallons or less. But due to the lithium-ion battery on the vehicle, extinguishing the fire would require additional tankers as the vehicle would continue to reignite and burn fierce at times. So it's like one of those fake candles you get for your birthday cake. <laughs> yes. Keep trying to blow it up. Yeah, and it just keeps coming back. Yes. Oh. So it took him two hours of continually applying water on the vehicle as the battery would begin to reignite and hold high temperatures. And it was completely eviscerated. 
Wow. Yeah. It says in the story, you know, Teslas are insanely fast. And the car's instantaneous torque make it fun to drive. Some have had problems. Different issues. Awkward driving controls. People have complained about having to use a computer screen in the middle of the car to activate windshield wipers. Oh. <laughs> I can picture riding along with you, oh. Scott. Where is it? Gosh dang it. How do you do it? I'm poking the damn thing that doesn't work. Also said, and maybe you remember this, after Hurricane Ian hit Florida, mm-hmm. uh, numerous Teslas and other electric vehicles began spontaneously exploding because the salt in the seawater damages the batteries in such a way where they can just erupt in flames. So in the following weeks, at least 12 electric vehicle fires were reported in Collier and Lee counties. One on Sanibel Island burned two houses to the ground. Holy smokes, yeah, man. man. It just takes so long to put them out. Jeez. That's just, you know, part of it. Wow. Speaking of technology, did you see this story? The possibility of mind-controlled wheelchairs? You know, I've heard about these. They were in development. Yes. Isn't that something? Holy smokes, Daddy-O. I don't know what that means. So you're kind of excited, but you're scared? Well, what else can your mind control? Well, yeah. Jeez. But I mean, if you're someone that has a hard time. Oh, I think it's a great thing, yeah. And there's no other way for you to control it. It's just wild to me that you have this brain-machine interface, and it's this algorithm that can help people control the movement of the wheelchairs. Yeah. says the research highlights a potential pathway for improved clinical translation of non-invasive brain-machine interface technology. You just think it, and it happens. Admit it, it spooks you. Oh, well, it does. Because it wouldn't, you know, you get this technology, it's not just going to be for yeah. people who need it in wheelchairs. It'll be other things, too. Well, how many times have you been able to keep your thoughts to yourself? What do you mean? You're afraid it's going to get to the point where everyone's going to know what you're thinking at any given time? Or I might be thinking about, you know, damaging something or someone, and perhaps it would just act on its own. <laughs> So if you're in a wheelchair, you're like, I hate that son of a gun. And all of a sudden, you're just like, boom. Yeah, or like knives come flying out of my drawer or something. No, I don't know, man. No, I don't think it. That's we'll spooky that. stuff, though. Yeah, don't want to read my thoughts. I don't need that. Yes. But it, it basically, they said the researchers assigned um, people specific thoughts to indicate directions for the wheelchair. That's. I mean, that's kind of cool. I mean, it is kind of cool. So thoughts of moving both hands indicated moving left. Thoughts of moving both feet indicated moving right. They said over a two- to five-month study, with sessions being three times a week, found that not only did the algorithm learn from the users, but the users learned from the machine. Uh That stuff is amazing. It is. It really is. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, as far as technology with everything else, there's a scary facet to it. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no doubt about that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. So I usually ask David the biggest story of the day. Your biggest story of the day so far would be what? Well, you know, that kind of changed because I think this this piece from CBS about the laptop, Hunter's laptop, actually being real and having incriminating evidence on it is is a pretty big story. It's going to go underreported. Okay, but, so why do you think that's such a big well, story? Because, because we've all known this. But we've been told for months and years that what we believe to be true isn't. It's just Russians messing with our minds, right? 
I'm, or political operatives that are doing this. So you're saying because of this, there's going to be at least more people in the United States that know that that yeah, story is we, real. and start the investigation, yes. Yeah. Even though you have some reporters whining about that. All right, and then you have your big three stories of the day. We yeah. do it at the same time every day, and that is the trifecta, which is coming up next right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Action. David Van Camp, the Millennial, he's out this week. Yeah. Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins, right here. Got the Scott Robbins trifecta coming up in just a couple of minutes. Just keeping an eye on that truck that slammed into the Apple store near Boston. Yeah. So one person's dead. 14 people have been taken to the hospital. Jeez. Four in critical condition. This is strange, man. Nobody's saying yet. As far as the officials in Massachusetts, is this on purpose? Yeah, how do you crash yeah. into the Apple store out of nowhere? Well, sometimes these things happen when the driver has a medical emergency of some kind and is, you know, either passes out or goes into shock or something else happens. Are you saying I'm being irresponsible to say? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that the other possibilities are that. You're right. But you're right in that we live here in, the, in an era where that stuff is. When we, we talk about it, you know, cars have been used as weapons with yeah. some regularity here recently. So this investigation is active and ongoing. So a dark-colored SUV went through the store's plate glass window mm-hmm. and struck multiple people. Several people trapped inside until uh, the vehicle could be removed. Was the driver killed? And Was that the one dead? The story I'm reading from Fox does not say that. Okay. So we don't know if that information came out somewhere else it's not in this particular story um they're also saying the store is reportedly nearing collapse after the incident so you know keeping an eye on that it's pretty wild um no the other story that you mentioned that you said is probably the biggest story of the day and you may have something to that even though it's so weird to say the hunter biden laptop story is one of the big stories of the day because we've known about it for so long well yeah but it's the fact that cbs news is now saying hey hey we we verified it yeah it's real well okay now yeah right and why now yeah Maybe it's because they know this is totally going to come out. And you mentioned Glenn Greenwald, who is an independent journalist. Yeah. Man, he went scorched earth on this thing. Yep. Because he really did stake his credibility on a line before the 2020 election talking about this, saying, yeah, I, this is real. And they're lying to say that it's not. And there was a whole tweet storm he went on with the vital reminder that the media outlets that always tell you they fight disinformation united right before the 2020 election to spread an absolute lie that the laptop was Russian disinformation. And again, this all has to do with the Biden family and all of the business dealings with, well, it's not just China and Ukraine. It's like 50 different countries. Right. And who's compromised where? 
You're talking about a guy who's a drug addict for a long time. Pretty easy to see that person compromised. Wow. And Greenwald went on to say, I don't care about Hunter Biden. This mattered because it revealed a lot about Joe Biden's activities. And it matters most because the media outlets that all lied refused to retract this lie. They lie as their mission. Ooh. If you don't care that the CIA laundered a blatant lie through their most loyal media servants, starting with Politico's Natasha Bertrand, he's naming names, all to interfere in and manipulate the outcome of the 2020 election, then it means you're an authoritarian and love disinformation. Because that's what they said at the time. Sure. So many who work for media outlets and universities who declare themselves media ethics specialists, Brian Stelter, Jay Rosen, Glenn Kessler. Do you have anything to say when not one media outlet that spread CIA pre-election lie about the laptop has retracted it? The Huffington Post didn't just spread the CIA lie that the laptop was Russian disinformation. They produced a virtual Biden 2020 campaign video based on it. But this just goes on and on. Well, he's he's got every right to be pissed. CNN put their normal army of U.S. security state operatives to spread yep. the lie that the laptop was Russian disinformation. Yep, sure did. CNN spread it all over their platforms. Not yep. one retraction. And you got Clapper on there, all those people. And one high-level Democratic official after the next, including Jen Psaki. And the Biden campaign itself repeatedly said that the Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. They all lied. This was a CIA lie. These are the people who want the power to censor the Internet. Man, I could keep going, man. This is really good. Well... This was and is a giant scandal. The CIA, corporate media, and big tech all united right before the election to lie to the American public about information that reflected poorly on Joe Biden and then brute censored it. Jack Dorsey from Twitter apologized. Nobody else has. And then the last thing I'll mention. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and this is really it. It's obvious why all these media corporations united to ratify what was so clearly clearly a cia lie right before the election it's the same reason they won't retract or acknowledge it now they lied to ensure trump lost and they know their liberal audience wants them to lie what is and that's probably right. true what is most interesting about that is i remember when this, you were we were all together but when the story broke i remember us going like headlong into it Mm-hmm. Like saying, hey, there's this is nonsense. But you almost get to the point where you're like, gee, do I say this? Because, man, the compelling case is this is a bunch of Russian bots that did this. And I think it's like we you talk know, about a lot. Is I, I mean, you, you kind of curb your criticism after a while because you're like, eh, maybe they're right. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. That's true. I might have. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not. This isn't just a, to criticize you or anything else. You you'll get squishy at times. Because I kept seeing this overwhelming amount of, you know, coming back from the, the feedback from major media outlets like this is, this is ridiculous. This is the Russians manipulating, and it's not hard for me to believe that Russians are capable of that. By the way, well, yeah, but I remember at the time what the case was that you knew it was a yeah. legit laptop. Yeah, but it's just it's weird that you have one outlet two years later, but. It, this is the point I would make. You do this every day. We do it every day. 
after a while, there are certain people that you tend to trust. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until you get burned by them. Right. And that happens sometimes. Yes. But I remember with Miranda Devine and Glenn Greenwald, you're like, those people are not full of crap. You know, who am I going to trust? John Carl? Right. Yeah. At ABC? <laughs> yeah. Leslie Stahl? Go- some goof nut? <laughs> but you were right about Is Leslie he- Stahl. I mean, she was held to a higher standard. Yes. You know, and it's just when you hear her in Trump now, it's that doesn't age. Leslie Stahl but th- owes us an apology. Well, that's not that I agree with Megyn Kelly on everything, but the way she skewered her oh, and, gosh, yeah. and the journalistic non-integrity on that yes. was like, okay, I totally get that point. She's lying. Yeah. You can verify this. Yes. Yeah. Man, the curtain's been pulled back. We kind of see sure what it has. is. Yeah. And that's why you can't trust these people. Yeah. And it's too bad, man, because this goes down to the CDC and everything else. We could keep rolling, but we got to get to the big trifecta. You ready? Uh-huh. Are you ready? One, two, look at you. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins got three stories of the day every day at this time. Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah. I think, yeah, Casey's ready, right? I'm ready. Oh, hi, Casey. Three. What's number three? Well, Adam Kinzinger thinks Trump might have had outside help to win another election. Two. No, I'm not done yet. Oh, yeah, I just hear Adam Kinzinger, and I'm already I know, you tuned out, didn't you? I tuned out. Who cares what he has to say about anything? Elon Musk recently held a Twitter poll asking if Donald Trump should be reinstated to the platform, and the results were overwhelmingly yes. 51.8% 51.8% of the voters said, yeah. And Elon Musk tweeted out, the people have spoken. Trump will be reinstated. Yeah. Well, that didn't set well with little Adam. So? He floats a conspiracy theory now that Russian bots led to Trump winning the Twitter poll regarding his reinstatement. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so. I'm not laughing. In this election was also laughing. lost because of Russian bots. So that makes Adam Kinzinger an election denier. (laughs) The Russians have feelings also. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. (laughs) Now, on with the countdown. That's a beauty. (laughs) Two. All right, uh, middle class Joe uh, reportedly shelled out big dollars out of his pocket for the granddaughter's big White House wedding. You know, that was this weekend. I know. I heard about that. It was his 80th birthday. Yes. Ice cream for everybody. Yeah. And it was his granddaughter's wedding at the White House. Uh, By the way, the media was shut out, but the price tag became available. Joe Biden paid out of pocket $300,000 for the wedding. (laughs) $300,000. Now, this is a guy who's never had a real job in his life. Joe Biden. He's middle class Joe, right? Amtrak Joe? Come on. Three hundred grand for his granddaughter's wedding, which was held on the White House grounds this weekend. Dude, that guy doesn't pay. Just funneled in from here, there, everywhere. I had no word. Did Garth Brooks play at this thing? What for three hundred thousand dollars? Holy no smokes, man! No, the other weird part of that story is they had lived there for a little yeah, while. Yeah, they had been living there. Who knew? And you're like, why? I guess if they can. Like, they're in the spare bedroom. Yes. The granddaughter and the new yeah, husband. Right. Who used to work for Hillary Clinton. Yes. Oh, jeez. And you would think that, you know, for Grandpa to be okay with it, they'd have to have a place of their own to he move He doesn't into. even know. <laughs> he doesn't know. 
Okay. There's a third one. Yeah, I know. It's the trifecta. There's always three, Casey. <laughs> Scott Robbins, top three stories wedding. of the day. What is it? Wedding? What? <laughs> one. True to dash. Dumb to pressure. Okay. Uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot's in the news today. Saturday night shooting in Colorado Springs nightclub. That at least five people were dead. Many more injured. Yeah. It was a uh, a gay nightclub. Mm-hmm. 22-year-old gunman there opened fire. And, of course, word got out, and uh, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, decided she was going to take a stand. She said, I'm sick of this blank. How many people need to be murdered? How many lives torn apart until it actually stops? We don't have to live like this, and we don't have to die like this. This came from the mayor of Chicago. She talked. Where this is just another weekend in Chicago. So saying what? She's just going on a all gun violence sort of thing, or yeah. she's talking about this or how it. I mean, when you're the mayor of Chicago, yeah, take care of your own backyard. Six hundred homicides in Chicago this year. We're sick of that, Lori. <laughs> she's something. She is something. <laughs> she, if she could get that angry about murders in her own city, maybe something would get solved. And there you have it. And there you have it. Golly. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three every day at this time. That's a slow weekend in Chicago, by the way. Golly. You're killing us all on that. God. Kinzinger, Lori Lightfoot in the same trifecta. I know. Perfect, right? Wow. Okay, we got to get to a news update. Oh, and a nice Nimrod's in the news for a Monday. Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. He's out this week. There's Scott Robbins. Apparently the Biden administration is still telling people they're approved for student loan cancellation, even though... (laughs) Okay, all right. Even though it's illegal, you mean? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they're just saying, well, that's our truth. That you don't have to You can say all day that it's not going to happen. I don't Whatever. That's fine. Jeez. Like just just sit there and tell them, yeah, it's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. No, it's it's no reality. No, it's not reality. It's like it never was reality. Goofnut Mayorkas, Homeland Security, yeah, border secure, it's secure, yeah, it is. Somebody asked me, Do you, would you really like to see him like slapped in the face every time he says that? I said, yes. Mm-hmm. No, you just can't outright lie like that. It disrespects everybody. He does it all the time. Respect would be nice. All right, you, Nimrods, we got like four good ones. Oh, my. Gotta, oh, yeah. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, it is Thanksgiving week. Um... We're starting in New Hampshire. There's a guy there facing charges after he illegally hunted a wild turkey. Okay? Um, to me, this is a story of hunting equity. Um, you know, they talked to some law enforcement there to say, hey, is this common that you would have someone, you know, hunting a turkey from their car with a handgun? <laughs> well, uh, no, it's not common. Wow. 
It's, yeah. It kind of goes against ethics and people's morals within hunting. So it's pretty unique for somebody to do that. That's somebody that um, has gone against really everything that they've been taught and, and what they would know the law to be. Well, that's what I'm talking about, equity. Maybe they didn't know the law. Maybe they, <laughs> they didn't have that great father figure to teach them how to properly hunt for the wild turkeys. And he's like, hey, man, there's a turkey. Roll it down. I'll bust out my nine here. Boom! The results are the same. Man. <laughs> but he said, yeah, there's two hunting seasons for turkey in uh, New Hampshire. One for shotguns in October and then archery that's going on now. But it's never legal to hunt them with a handgun. Definitely not driving down the road. So this dude is facing multiple charges for poaching. Now the question is, does he get to keep the turkey for Thanksgiving? We don't know. That's crappy reporting. Yeah. Okay, next up. This is Missouri. 30-year-old guy, Michael Lloyd. Uh, he admitted to robbing a bank uh, this year. He had handed a teller a note that said, give me the money now. Don't say anything. I have a partner outside. So the teller followed the order. Lloyd got away with $754. The note was written with a pink highlighter on the back of his birth certificate. He had no scratch paper in the car? That's all you had? Really? He was also wearing an active ankle monitor at the time, related to another case. So the authorities had no problem tracking him down. They track him down. Lloyd said he was in a fight with his lover, somebody named Ashley, and he had robbed the bank to, quote, prove a point. But we really don't know what the point is, but he's looking at a maximum sentence of 20 years and a $250,000 fine. He just happened to have the birth certificate handy, huh? Got any scratch paper in here? Well, I just use this. It's all the same. <laughs> Let me leave it there. Okay. We got a dude in Massachusetts charged with drunk driving after allegedly parking his truck sideways across two parking spots. Where? At the police station. Cops looking. There's two guys sleeping. I don't want to know anything. Well, they wanted to sleep safely somewhere. And then a convicted felon arrested in Illinois after he shot his mother's boyfriend following a dispute about salad. The victim's going to be okay. I don't know if it's Thanksgiving week. I know, salad! And that's Nimrod's in the news.